your draft is either this weekend, maybe next weekend, maybe the week the NFL starts. Regardless, we're going to give you some last minute draft tips to absolutely smash your drafts. Come on. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. Alrighty. What's happening, y'all? It's a Thursday. Come on. Thursday, August 26th. And we are one day closer to the National Football League commencing. I need to watch Hard Knocks because I know there's a new episode. I will yeah. probably do that right after we record this and release things on YouTube. But I've heard good things about this episode. I've heard mixed reviews. I heard people like it. I heard people don't like it. Oh, wow. Um, at least I haven't watched it. You know, first okay. thing I saw on YouTube when I woke up was that you see Pat McAvee and he goes, Hard Knocks is disappointing, question mark. That, that's the title of his thumbnail. I haven't watched it. Right. Clickbait. Yeah, exactly. Clickbait. <laughs> so, uh, but I have been hearing some some good stuff and some bad stuff all, all around. Right. So. Clickbait. Clickbait's too far on YouTube. It's like, it, um, am, am I pregnant? <laughs> uh did <laughs> did my father die like the clickbait is just like too far on youtube right now you're like this this thumbnail has nothing to do with the video yeah like it's like did i just sell a billion dollar company the video is literally just just about plants shout out That's to la can <laughs> <laughs> you fold uh, nice skin tea <laughs> hey if you guys want to watch some real Drafts. We are hosting some this weekend with our follower leagues. So if you want to see how some real drafts go down, youtube.com slash fantasyland football or twitch.tv slash fantasyland football, we will be live streaming our follower league drafts. Uh, and we're really excited about it. And potentially it could help you make some decisions for your draft. So don't miss yeah. out on that. Should we get into some news? Yeah, let's do it. What yeah, right. is going on here? This is the news that obviously broke the internet last night. Well, the fantasy football Twitter internet, if you will. And Mm -hmm. that's the trade of Sony Michelle from New England to Los Angeles. Obviously traded to the Rams for two conditional picks, which I believe turns into a fourth round pick. You and I went live as soon as it happened because... We were literally the only ones who covered fantasy who were awake at that time. <laughs> was, yeah, everyone in America was asleep. Mm-hmm. Look, and uh, I, I think you and I disagreed a lot on that live stream, <laughs> but okay. also we were still processing. I'm curious where you currently sit on this, and then I'll, I'll share where I sit on it. Yeah, what's so funny is that I think the la- one of the last things I said was that. I would not be surprised if this is 50-50 and then probably like maybe 45 minutes after I said that Adam Scheffner reports that you know Sony Michelle Adam Scheffner yeah good friend of Adam Schefter. yeah good friend good friend of the show shout out to you Adam <laughs> um he tweets out you know cuz we we have that thing he actually tweets me personally and says ah uh, sure he does this you know Sony Michelle could be leading the backfield in LA and then here's what Everything just clicked in my head. I think that, okay. that that's what it was for me. It clicked. 
Because Adam Schefter said it. Oh, 100%. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Like, once again, uh, look, great friend of the show. I think the reality is, is if you watch that live stream, you will tell that we have no idea what the hell we're talking about on that live stream. Like we, we were just all over the place on our thoughts because it just happened. And we threw out theories of, oh, it could be this, it could be that. But I watched it and we consistently changed our mind. It was probably one of our worst live streams, but we got a bunch of uh, subscribers from it, which was awesome. People who enjoyed the conversation. So while we probably didn't have our full thoughts yet, it was still fun to cover it. Uh, I mean, at the beginning, we had thoughts and at the end, they were different. That being said, I've had a full day, half of a day at least, to really think about this. Here's what I don't know. Okay. I don't know who's the more valuable running back in LA. Right. Not even, I, I think Henderson will be the lead back. I think that is secure in my opinion, but I don't know what the split, the split will look like between Sony Michelle. So yeah. what I've officially decided is if I'm going into drafts this weekend, I'm not drafting Daryl Henderson, probably not drafting Sony Michelle. Yeah. Maybe if I can get Sony in the 10th round onwards and just see what happens, I want to play risk aversion with this move because I have no idea what Sean McVay is thinking. We did hear the reports that there's a assistant coach that was the running back coach for Sony Michelle in Georgia. So that makes sense as to why they would have brought him on. They do trust him, but I don't want to touch this situation. I don't think I, I don't want to have to guess. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm there with you. I don't want to have to guess. You know, my thought process is let the guy pick up, you know, any any drafts, let that person pick up Darrell Henderson. And then maybe just like in the mock draft today where I thought it was a good place for Sony, but he's going to continue to rise in, in drafts, no doubt about yeah. it. But he went in the ninth round, if I'm not mistaken. That's decent. Like, why not give a chance? Yeah, right? exactly. Why not give a chance? Because, you know, in the ninth round, you see the David Johnsons, the the Philip Lindsay's. Those guys in the in the 10th round go there. So yeah. I would rather take a chance on Sony Michelle than those guys. And then hopefully there's some sort of upside and maybe some some game winning weeks for you with Sony Michelle on your team. Maybe. So yeah. the other side of that coin is New England, right? And yep. to me, this solidifies Damian Harris as the workhorse running back in that backfield. I know there has not been a thousand yard rusher for the longest time, but with the news of potentially having Mac Jones start way earlier yeah. than mm-hmm. anyone realized, which mm-hmm. that's a, it's a possibility he starts week one, guys. He will start at right. some point, and it will be pretty pretty soon from what it sounds like. That mm-hmm. makes Damian Harris m- much more valuable because you don't have to worry about the goal line. Mac Jones ain't going to take it into the goal line like Cam Newton would. I'm more excited about Damian Harris today after that trade. And I'll just say on the Ramondre Stevenson trade, Great dynasty pickup. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. But in redrafts, I'm still pretty certain of Damian Harris being the guy. Yeah, look, in redrafts, I am certain about Damian Harris. I think there's a little bit of concern. When I say little bit, maybe, you know, uh, three drops of water in a cup. That's how much concern I have Um, in... In what just Harris. happened in your in your place? <laughs> Something fell. I don't know. I just heard a massive smash. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Um, but yeah, Ramondre Stevenson is a great fantasy asset. So just keep a dynasty perspective. In dynasty yeah, yeah. Perspective. I, and I think like in our latest mock draft today, he went in the last round. So maybe take Ramondre Stevenson in the last round of your drafts. 
just to see what happens. It's a good value. It's a no risk type pick there. Uh, I think that's where we sit now on the Sony Michelle train. I know there's a lot of questions about that from people mm-hmm. and that is our official stance, our stamp of approval thoughts now. Yeah, uh, so Marvin Jones, we did hear that he did suffer an AC sprain, which you said when you watched the the play, you said, oh, <laughs> yeah. I think he hurt his, shul- his I shoulder. Like, Bro, he's I hurting. think his shoulder got hurt. Yeah. And I said, no, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> because he was already a my guy at that point. And uh, I just didn't want to believe that anything bad could happen. Because again, when I start liking players, I have a curse or something and they just die, unfortunately. But the good news about Marvin Jones is that it's not a serious injury and he will probably play week one from yeah. all reports. Uh, according according to reports is that he, he might be questionable for the preseason game, the last preseason game. But it should be good for week one against the Texas. But it's something to keep an eye out on because if he does get hit again really hard, maybe in that in that week one, he could be out or be suffering a little bit. But I think yeah. he, he's a tough guy. He will definitely play through it. I'll be honest with you. When I think about this injury, I hate it for Marvin Jones, but I love it for my drafts. I think oh, he's going to fall. I, I saw this. I was like, yes, Lavishka, please. I have so much stock in Lavishka. I, I just think Marvin Jones is going to fall even further, and I'm okay with that. Right. Uh, by the way, just to update you on the Travis Etienne situation, he is out for the year on IR. The team cannot bring him back for the entire year. In Dynasty, hold on to him. Put him on your IR spot. Don't yeah. trade him because no one's going to give you the right trade value, most likely. Mm-hmm. So I agree. All right, Joe Burrow. He's finally going to play in a preseason game. What? Yeah, this is really interesting. Uh, if you are a Joe Burrow owner, this is something that you want to see. But at the same time, you're scared because you just don't know how that that knee is going to look like or how he's going to look like. But I think this is best case scenario right now is that he gets on the field. Maybe he takes a hit. He takes a hit in preseason. And he just feels it. He has to feel the yeah. hit with that leg and the knee. And if he if he gets up from that, it's all go for Joe Burrow week one, um, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm pumped I think about he, it. He needs that too. I yeah. think he's he's talked about. I, I need to be hit and know I'm okay. You know, it, that's a big. Min- I don't think he's directly quoted to have said that, but do you know what I mean? I like that is when you come from an injury like that. That's what you need. You need to know oh, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, you know, fantastic news. I just re- interrupted you for mm-hmm. some fantastic news. Go ahead though. No, I, I was just saying. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic news. Soak it up. Teddy Bridgewater officially named the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. This is beautiful if you own Jerry Judy or if you plan on drafting Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. Noah Fant, Javante Williams. Yeah. We do not hate Drew Locke. We just think Teddy Bridgewater is better for the fantasy options There's no in Denver. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. We we made a Instagram post of uh, Teddy B's performance versus Drew Luck's performance. And look, they had a good battle, you know. I mean, they both went for two touchdowns. Teddy was a little bit more consistent with his QBR. I think he was like 81% versus Drew Luck, 60, something like that. So it's clear that Teddy knows how to throw the ball and th- put it in the right places for receivers to catch it. Um, I think the fantasy community always wanted Teddy, in my opinion. Yeah. They always wanted well, him to weird because so many people on that Instagram post were like, Drew Locke. Drew Locke, and we're like, really? I mean, okay, okay. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence also, as if it was a mystery. <laughs> Ooh, honestly, this was probably gotcha. the biggest question mark coming into this season. 
if Trevor totally. Lawrence, the 101, was actually going to start week one. Yeah, thanks, Urban. We were yeah. so worried. Uh-huh. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is officially named the starter. Come on. This is this is a joke. We mm-hmm. knew that when he was drafted. Adam, the big trout man. What's mm-hmm. up with him? Uh, likely, he obviously hurt his ankle, uh, foot slash ankle, in that preseason game against the Jags. Um, but it's likely out one to three weeks. He looks like he avoided a major injury, which is good. That's what you want to hear. So we'll yeah. probably see him, you know, week four, five, see something like that. Get him on the field with Jameis. No, I mean, he could He could still be. He could come back before. Is, is he missing three weeks from now or three weeks of the season? It says it says lice, It says likely one to three weeks. So, Which means he could still play week one. Yeah, but I doubt it. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, I think the reality is Adam Troutman, the golden boy sleeper pick at the tight end position this year, you might want to not have him as your tight end one, right? You might want to have someone who maybe has less upside but more secure in their position, like an Evan Ingram, for example. Um, So, yeah, it it is unfortunate. Yeah, a lot of people were taking Troutman as their, their tight end one. I think now... He kind of falls into that tight end two, you know, tier. You get the security in your tight end one, and if you're drafting, you know, doing a, you know, a late tight end thing, then go for Adam Trauman as a tight end two. Yeah, this is what I wanted to hear about Travis Etienne. Yeah, it'd be out three weeks. Yeah, that's just rough. <laughs> the injury is just nasty. Hey, I'm still recovering. I'm still recovering. All right, <laughs> Quez Watkins. Running with the first team as their slot wide receiver. This doesn't surprise me. I've heard tons of talk out of camp that he was the best wide receiver, including, you know, Devonta Smith. I don't think that's true. Um, but I think he has solidified his role as a starting wide receiver on this team. I don't yeah. think he's the best wide receiver, but I think he has that role. Yeah, it's really interesting that I like Quez Watkins. And when I say I like him, I hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely, like if this is a guy that you want to take a, uh, a chance on, if you already have your drafts, pick him up off the wave wires. You know, nothing, yeah. nothing bad is going to happen. It's high upside guy. This, that's, ex- that's exactly what you want on your team is a high upside guy, especially with Jalen Hurts who can throw the ball deep. Um, and we saw that last year. Um, yeah. And if he's going to be a slot receiver, what do I say in my, my guys, slot receivers are PPR magnets. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with picking him up and dropping someone that, that's going to sit on your bench that he probably won't start. Yeah, absolutely. High upside, low risk picks is what we're looking for in those late rounds. Uh, breaking news. I mean, we just got a email from Tommy C., hey. uh, longtime supporter of the show, uh, Patriots fan. He officially signed up on Patreon literally right now. He just sent us a message over there on Instagram. Tommy, if you're hearing this, we're going to DM you right after this show. But thanks so much for supporting the show. Yeah, Patreon.com so slash FantasylandFam. Tommy signed up to the Close Friends Plus tier, which means he unlocked the Fantasy Hotline, which is a direct line to Badaki and I uh, to get some advice. So if you want to uh, get some advice, we do offer that. Patreon.com slash FantasylandFam. Also a great way to support the show. Should we get into the main part of this podcast? Uh, yeah, I'm pumped about this one. Yes, this these are things that we have done subconsciously for probably years and years and years. Um, some of them have been for years. Others we have developed over the last couple of years as 
drafting has changed. And essentially, we want to give you some last minute draft tips to absolutely dominate your drafts. Things that you need to be thinking of consciously, unconsciously, you need to write them down, maybe tattoo them on your hands so you won't forget, <laughs> maybe tattoo them on your wrist. So it's almost like the you know quarterback's uh, play calling little sleeve thing where you can see the, the plays. The, these are the tips that you need burned into your brains because right. hopefully they're going to help you win a lot of championships this year. You don't win the championship at the draft. No. But no way. it's a key it's a key part of that journey, okay? Yeah. So, you go ahead and give us our first last minute championship draft tip. What is it? Look, this one is one that I've always been talking about on stream, off stream. If you listen to the podcast before, number 1 for me is know your league mates. It is crucial to know every single person in your league because that can change the draft. That any everything can happen. That can change your team. Find out their favorite team. Yep. Find out their favorite player. The players they believe are going to break out that maybe they're trying to keep on the low. Because if you get the guy, if let's just say somebody in your league gets the guy that you're really high on, you know, you can get somebody that they're high on, but maybe somebody, you know, your other league mates don't know. You can grab him yeah. and then trade him away great example is i had a 49er um one of our great friends of the show tommy he's a 49er yep. fan i picked up uh raheem Mostert, and he wanted raheem Mostert. i traded it raheem Mostert away for a guy that i really valued so that's something that i did and that's a key crucial part of knowing uh coming into yeah. drafts is know your league mates i think that's so important yeah because in most of these home leagues which you're in with your friends mm-hmm. they might not research as much as you they might not put in the effort that you put in yeah but you're listening to us and we're able to give you uh the goods that they might not have i mean maybe they listen to other people but this is this is actually a bigger deal than you realize know your teammates even know them in the draft because if you see certain players on the board that you love and you know how your friend feels about them Mm. that will give you the opportunity to make the right decision so knowing your league and again, this is why it's so difficult for us to understand why people join leagues with people they don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, unless it's part of a community like we have where we're building those mm-hmm. relationships with people. Mm-hmm. But like to clarify, if you go onto a fantasy football page on Facebook or whatever, just some forum, and there's just a random link from someone you've never seen, you never heard talk, and they're just like, hey, join this. Like you don't know anything about those people. If if you can build relationships with people, be a part of a community, that's different. But you got to know your league mates. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think uh, the tip within the tip, sus comment of the day. <laughs> um, look, what you should do is, if you're going to a, in a league that you really don't know, get to know them. Get to know them. Have a conversation. Hey guys, what's everyone's favorite team? You know, yeah. You know who, who's your what player that what players you guys like? Who who you guys are really exactly. high? Start the start a conversation. Throw throw some information. Those some little totally. nuggets that you would say, but keep Shout all the nuggets. rest. Yes, keep the rest um, to yourself, and then make sure that they're talking. You know, start a conversation. Jeez, bro. So you said nuggets, and all I can think of is Chick Fil A uh, nuggets. So. I mean, I'm thinking about the people who are in our leagues, our follower leagues. I mean, we didn't know most of these guys before this year, but we've know much more about them. I'm thinking about Cowboy. I know he's a Saints fan. I'm thinking about Billy. I know he's a Steelers fan. Chase is a Giants fan. John is a Giants fan. 
you know what I mean? Like those are yeah. only a couple of people for example's sake, but I know more about these guys because I've had the conversations with them. So I know maybe potentially who they prefer. I've also done mock drafts with them. So know yeah. the people around you. I like mm-hmm. it, Balaki. My first draft tip is read the draft board at Ooh. every pick. Okay. Yeah. This really starts to matter when you're around rounds four onwards, four, six, four to six, maybe seven, eight. Right. This is where this tip is crucial. Essentially, you need to look at the teams that you are that are in between your picks and see what their roster construction looks like. Yeah. Okay. After seeing what they need, it should help you make a decision on the right move for your pick that round. Okay. Okay. So for example, I'll give you a very logistic scenario here. In today's community mock draft that we do on YouTube, yeah. I drafted at the four spot. Okay. You can actually go watch this mock draft if you want. It's on YouTube. YouTube.com slash fantasyland football. Okay. I had a tough decision to make in the ninth round. It was the 9.4. That was my pick. And my next pick after that was the 10.9, meaning I was 17 picks away from each draft position. Okay. I had solid depth at the running back and wide receiver position already. However, I did not have a quarterback or tight end yet. So I looked at the board and I looked at all the teams that were about to draft after I make that first pick because I either needed a quarterback or a tight end there in the ninth round. Yeah. Only one out of the next eight teams had not already drafted a quarterback. Only one team needed a quarterback. And there were two quarterbacks on the board that I still was comfortable with as my starting quarterback, Ryan Tannehill and Matthew Stafford. However, there were three out of the next eight teams that needed a starting tight end. And there was a tear gap for me. Logan Thomas was there. And I said to myself, if I don't draft Logan Thomas right now, I know these teams are going to take a tight end. So I drafted Logan Thomas. And then sure enough, I saw two tight ends go off the board and Robert Tanyan and Dallas Goddard but only one quarterback between my picks, which was Ryan Tannehill. So when I came back at the 10.9, Matthew Stafford was still sitting there for me, who I'm very comfortable with as my starting quarterback. So I drafted Logan Thomas, who I wanted. I don't think he would have been available if I, if I went Matthew Stafford right. because of the team construction of all the other teams. Know where the other teams sit. Do they have quarterbacks already? Do they have tight ends already? Are they weak at running back? Are they weak at wide receiver? What are they likely to do? Because if you're in between two decisions, that should help you make the right one. Know the board. Yeah, you have to know the board. I think it's it's, it's crucial. And especially if you're tier-based drafting and you know that the guy that you want is not going to be available when it comes back to you, it's pretty, pretty crucial to take that guy um, as soon as possible. Knowing the board, uh, I think, is absolutely huge. Seeing what, what's available, you know, hey, you, even even if it's not not necessarily like a tight end, it could be any position. Wow. Yeah. Everyone 100%. went Everyone went two running backs. Uh, the running backs are, are low. I need to go for a running back. You know? Or I'm going to flip it and get a higher tier running back because you're actually going. I'm glad you said that. I'll jump right into my number two. And then I'll, I'll let you get to yeah. your two because it directly relates to what you just said. Okay. Utilize tier-based drafting. Mm-hmm. Do not just fill positions. Okay. I agree. It yeah. is absolutely crucial to get good, reliable running backs. 
However, sometimes we find ourselves drafting to fill roster spots rather than getting the best possible value. So Mm. for example, like Mm. in the third round, I would much rather have a tier two wide receiver, tier one wide receiver, or even a tier one tight end than a tier five running back. I know running backs are hard to come by, but I would much rather draft the more valuable wide receiver than just fill a roster spot with a running back I'm not passionate about. Um, I think tier-based drafting is how you make sure that you are not just drafting to fill positions. Yeah, It's actually mm-hmm. super easy to set up tiers. I know a lot of you guys probably do your own rankings. Um, a lot of you probably don't. There's so many platforms that allows you to enter tiers within your rankings. If you don't want to go through all that work, we've already done it for you. Okay, exactly. If you need rankings that have inbuilt tiers, we have those available for everyone who supports us on Patreon. It doesn't matter what tier you're on. You unlock our rankings. And I really, really feel like tier-based drafting is a game changer, Um, especially with everyone going to PPR. Yeah. I know running backs are crucial, but you can get some of the most valuable players at the wide receiver and tight end position And in PPR leagues, these guys are going to dominate weeks for you. So Mm -hmm. I think we need to slowly move away from not doing tier-based drafting. It's, for me, the best way to get the best value at each position. Yeah, and I think to kind of sum that up, and if you're maybe still confused a little about what tier-based is, essentially it's just grouping players. Yeah. You know? So obviously Patrick Mahomes is number one, and let's just say you put Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, and you believe they can finish the same. They that's tier one, and then there's a tier break. Okay, so just so yeah. you everyone's is on the same page. Um, or how uh, about this? This is a good example. Mm-hmm. A tier five running back for me is Raheem Mostert. Okay, right. Raheem Mostert, a, a tier three wide receiver for me is Allen Robinson. I would much rather have an Allen Robinson on my team than a Raheem Mostert. But Mm -hmm. unfortunately, some people decide to fill positions. You know, I've been in a draft before where someone drafted Miles Sanders instead of Stefan Diggs because they they needed to fill a running back spot. I mean, that is what you do not want to do. There are moments when you need to fill your roster, but let it happen naturally, okay? I'm running back heavy, but it does depend on what the board presents. Yeah. All right. My second tip here is to grab potential breakouts and sleepers late round. Okay, Ooh. obviously you can pick up any guy in the late rounds, but and you think you think about it, you know, you grab an average player, maybe an injured player that could be replaced during the season. No, and I, when I say about an injured or an average player, I think of the Will Fullers, I think of the Philip Lindsays, I think of the David Johnsons. I will be targeting high upside players that I believe in that you maybe you don't know or you should know. Okay. So someone for a great example, like we talked to need to know news, Quez Watkins, a great upside player, no risk, risk aversion. I would rather have a Quez Watkins right now than a Will Fuller, in my personal opinion. Sheesh, that's crazy. Yeah. But it, but I get I, it. That, that's the thing. You know, you, it's a high upside player. There's a lot of talk, a lot of hype around him. Another great example is Rashad Bateman. He's injured yeah, right now. Okay. Uh, he's currently injured. A lot of people have felt fell uh, on him. He was going in the eighth round, but now he's going in the second to last rounds now. Yeah. And Rashad Bateman was a high upside player coming into this year, and he's injured. So yeah. take advantage. Get that guy for no price at, at the late rounds. Just 
grab the people that you believe in too as well. Another guy that comes to mind is Amon Ross St. Brown, Mm -hmm. right? Josh Palmer, maybe. Mm -hmm. Some of these these rookies or young players, maybe even a McCole Hardman in the last round. You know, these guys who don't have defined roles just yet, but are in positions where you could potentially see a breakout. And, and it's the exact same thing for what you did in, our, in the last mock draft. Obviously, you took Matthew Stafford, but you also took Trey Lance. It could be any position. Obviously, we don't know when yeah. Trey Lance is going to start, but Trey Lance upside and when my he's last on pick the field. As well. Yeah, when he's on the field, is tremendous. He Obviously, he's not a sleeper, but he's someone that just has that breakout potential that costs nothing. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I will say with the Will Fuller thing, though, quickly, he's going so late that he is going. It's hard late. to argue that he's not a value himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But um, I guess that was just maybe, maybe not the best example. But you can kind of yeah. gauge of what I'm totally. kind of talking I about. I love when you said Brandon Cooks because that's just not someone I want on my team. I know he's probably going to be valuable, but I would yeah. rather take the chance on a breakout than just a Brandon Cooks who could finish top thirty. Mm-hmm. You know. All right, number three is know the latest news. Oh, boy. It happens every single year. <laughs> Somebody drafts a player who was traded, who was cut, who isn't even number one on their depth chart anymore, who maybe retires, who is suspended. Know the latest news. Injuries, unfortunately, are a massive part of the game that we play. Yeah. And... They happen every day. I mean, we literally see these injuries happen every single day. And if you are not up to date on the latest news, you could be that guy, right? The guy who drafts Todd Gurley, (laughs) even though he's not even on a single NFL team. The guy who drafts Adrian Peterson, Larry Fitzgerald, Drew Brees, even though he's retired. Those are obviously exaggerated situations, but you know in your home leagues, it happens every year. Yeah. Let's make sure that you are not that guy. And I think some real easy logistic ways to make sure you're not that guy uh, is to find some good resources. Okay. I would say you can follow us on Twitter because we post a lot of that breaking news or injuries, trades, cuts, uh, what coaches say, retirement yeah. suspensions mm-hmm. uh, at fantasyland underscore FB. But also there is another good resource, which we follow as well. At 32 Beat Writers, essentially, that Twitter account um, will tweet out a lot of essential news for you. So if you don't have a Twitter account, get a Twitter account because <laughs> that's going to absolutely take your fantasy game to the next level. Yeah. Um, even things like the Sleeper app itself has great. great updates now. Yeah, great resources. So make sure you have at least some resource to know the latest news. That way you're not making some dumb decisions. There are some examples where you just you just don't know or it happens after you draft. For example, I drafted Andrew Luck the year that he got retired. I kid you not, I drafted him and then five minutes later he announced he was retired. Yeah, that's just, that's just unlucky. I'm like, bro, can you help a boy out? Like, that's let just, us know. I'm doing my fantasy draft. But. That's just GG's in the chat, isn't it? You got to do everything that you can to make sure you're not in that position. What is your number three tip, Badaki? My third draft tip is do not get caught up in positional runs. Every single draft either has a positional run. You see clearly, I think the biggest positional run, the two biggest positional one is tight ends and quarterbacks. 100%. You see tight ends. You see the, you know, 
obviously, um, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and those guys are going to go. Yeah. yeah, those guys are going to go. But when it comes down to those second tiers, like the Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, and Noah Fan, you see this. Like, oh, no. Oh, wait. I need to go get him now. And then, like, your whole draft strategy changes, and then you're you're yeah. flipped. Same thing with quarterback. We call that the tilt. Yeah, same thing with quarterback. Obviously, you see Patrick Mahomes, and then you see you see a break a little bit, and then you see Kyler. Then you see Josh Allen. Then Lamar. Stop. Relax, calm down, stay in your lane, <laughs> know what you're going to be doing, and do not fall for those positional picks because there's still so much value in each of those positional um, runs at different areas, if that makes any sense for you. Yeah. I mean, I will take you back to an inspirational moment on television for me, and it was <laughs> when Michael Scott asked Dwight Schrute, what have, I ta- what have I taught you that really stuck with you? Wow. He said, don't be an idiot. It changed my life. So if, if you're seeing the runs and you need some help, say, don't be an idiot. Yeah. Just don't be an idiot. Yeah. All right. My last draft tip, and this is something I, I strongly, strongly encourage in all of your drafts is do not draft an early quarterback. Ooh, okay. okay? In your home leagues, Patrick Mahomes will go in the first and second rounds. It's just going to happen. You, yeah, that's right. You listening will not be the one drafting him. Repeat after me. I will not. (laughs) Okay, I will not. Draft Patrick Mahomes. Draft a quarterback in the second round. All right, look, even if you don't want to do late round quarterback strategy, I get that. You don't want to wait on the late round quarterbacks, but there are so many good fantasy quarterbacks this year that you can get from rounds five to eight to nine to 10 guys like Kyler Murray, Dak, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Mm -hmm. Herbert, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, the list goes on and on and on. And you can get these guys in the fifth to eighth, ninth, 10th rounds. You do not need to spend a second round, a first round pick on a quarterback in a one quarterback league. This is obviously not talking about super flex. Don't do it. Don't be that guy because your roster is going to look not the way you want it to look if you take a quarterback in the first or second rounds. I promise you there is still great, great value out there. And if you want to do the late round quarterback strategy, there's a lot of good late round quarterbacks this year. I mean, Joe Burrow was not drafted in the mock draft we just did. Ryan Tannehill in the 10th, Matthew Stafford in the 10th, Jalen Hurts in the 11th. There are so many good late round quarterbacks. Even if you want those, hey, Rodgers, Herberts, the Wilsons, you don't have to get them in the second round. Mm -hmm. Good quarterbacks are much easier to find than any other position. Yeah, look, I I completely agree. I I did the the early quarterback round where I actually took Patrick Mahomes in the second round. It it worked out for me, but I was also struggling in a lot of different positions, Um, even though with the depth of quarterback and how how deep it is, it, it it's probably the best thing to do is to avoid, but I mean, it's so hard to pass up Patrick Mahomes, man. But I completely, yeah. I completely understand. You know what's what, crazy what though saying. is like Patrick Mahomes, as good as he is, he finished as the quarterback four last year, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. A hundred percent. So I mean, there's just not a big enough difference between the elite guys to justify that high draft pick. Yeah. All right, my last and final draft tip is get a big three tight end or wait to the late rounds okay Okay. obviously 
the big three is Kelsey, Waller, Kittle. You can get those guys. They probably go in from rounds one to three. Usually George yeah. Kittle goes in the third round. And and you're right. You you can get the big three, or you just completely avoid it and don't and wait to the late rounds. I think that those are the two things that you have to remember. Okay, one, if you get the early tight end, you're going to struggle a little bit depending on how your draft falls in a different position. I always like right. to go running back heavy, so getting a top three tight end always hurts me in the long run. For example, great example was today. I took CMC, DeAndre Swift. Obviously, I was the one on one, and then Darren Waller. Once again, I like to go RB heavy and have depth at running back. My third RB was Ronald Jones, but I had to reach for him because it was my position at the one-on-one. So that it made it a little bit difficult for me to feel comfortable with my team. So I personally like to go for the late round tight end um, strategy where I can still get a high upside player who can hopefully finish in the top eight to 12 like a Tyler Higby, a John U. Smith, a Adam Troutman, obviously before the injury, a, a Robert Tanyan with Aaron Rodgers there. There's a yeah. lot of great. Um, Let me ask you this then. Mm-hmm. What is the list of names that you are avoiding? Is it just those tier two guys, the Andrews, Pitts, Hawkinson? Or is that list wider to like the Goddard and Fance? Like what does that look like for you? Yeah, for me, I'm definitely avoiding the tier two. So it's Hawkinson, Andrews, Kyle Pitts. And I think for me, where I start to turn is Noah Fant. Sometimes Noah, Noah Fant ranges. It's weird because you can see him go in the seventh. You can see him go in the eighth. Where I'm happy to take him in the eighth, but that's still a little bit too early for me. But look, yeah. a Goddard went in the in the ninth. A Tanya went in, in the ninth. A Logan Thomas went in the ninth. One, yeah. a, a little bit. That feels comfy. Yeah, that feels comfy. Obviously, it's not a double-digit round, but it's close enough. You know, yeah. the guys that went in the double-digit rounds that do have high upside, but not as secure for me. And Irv Smith, uh, Zacher, to Rob Gronkowski. You know, those guys, I'm a little bit on the fence. But a guy that did go in the tenth that I do like that I took was a Johnny Smith. High upside okay. player with Mac Jones or um, Cam, Cam Newton, who I think is going to be, you know, that tight end. Uh, wide receiver, uh, you know, dual threat there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, those are eight draft tips to help you absolutely smash your draft, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling good. I think if you follow those eight steps or at least incorporate some of them into what you plan to do, uh, yeah. you should be leaving your drafts with uh, relatively good success. Yeah, 100%. These are things that we do. You know, we, we think about these things and, you know, some sometimes you can get caught up in the draft. Sometimes the hype happens oh, yeah. and you get lost in it and you panic. Great example was today in the mock draft. In the mock draft that we just had earlier today, I panicked. I yeah. had, I had, You know the issue. When you're actually on the clock, time goes 10 times faster than normal. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, it like, does. I don't know if The Matrix is the right movie, but... Essentially, when you're not on the clock, it feels like it's been years. Mm-hmm. It's been 82 years. But yeah. then when you're on the clock, it's like, holy shit, that just happened. And I panicked. So, yep. I mean, these steps hopefully will help you not be in that position. <laughs> it is scientifically proven that the clock goes faster when you're on it. Scientifically proven. Yeah. Yeah. Scientists that- back this stuff up. Yeah, the 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 book of fantasy football is actually currently at the library. That's probably chapter two there, what Zach is talking about. Yeah, if go you to your to- local library and just mm-hmm. look up the fantasy football book. Yeah. Uh, okay, we have some great podcasts next week. 
Oh boy. All right. We have bold predictions for the 2021 season. We're giving you our Super Bowl prediction, MVP, rookie of the year, comeback player of the year, defensive player of the year, and one big, bold fantasy prediction. We're also going to tell you about some trades to make ASAP before the season. That's right. Mm -hmm. Players that you need to trade for right now. And we're also going to tell you about the waiver wire watch list. Players that maybe are on on your waivers that you should pick up. It's going to be a good week. We'll probably slip a lot of content into next week. And oh there's a lot, a lot of mock drafts and real drafts happening. It's, it's NFL season and it feels like Christmas. It's here. It's here. This is essentially once preseason, once the weekend is over, it's full throttle. Think about it. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's, it's straight ahead, guys. Okay. So yep. prepare yourselves. Dive in. You know, I mean... I mean, don't study. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I kind of we kind of study the game. You know, we kind of study fantasy. If yeah. you want, take that time. But you know, take your time and effort. Or just, just let listen. us do it for you. And just yeah. listen. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Hey, we want to also give a big shout out to everyone supporting the show. Yeah, uh, can't explain to you how much it means. We're building something a little bit different here. I I, I think it feels a little bit different. Um. And we just want to say thank you so much because you guys are a massive, massive part of that. And we couldn't do it without you. Yeah. And uh, we're looking forward to what the next years hold and and continually seeing the brand grow, but also the community grow. So uh, it's going to be a good year. We finally made it. I know that your last couple of years might have been shit, you know, let's be honest. But uh, fantasy is here and it's time to uh, it's time to take your mind off of those things. All right. We'll see you next week. That's right. See you there. See you there. Hey. Hey. Yeah, you. The one listening to this podcast. You made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now. Like no one's watching. Because you, you deserve it.